We pray for the toe stabs right now. God, that you would touch Bill right now and Sister Tawala. Touch them, Lord, right now. Touch my granddaughter Jalen in her hand. <clears throat> Continue to touch, oh God, I pray. Those that have been diagnosed, God, with cancer today. Those with kidney problems. Uh, those with physical ailments, God. I know that you're able to touch, God. I know that you're able to heal. I know that you're able to bring complete wholeness. My trust is in you. Some may trust in chariots and some may trust in horses. But, God, we remember your name because your name is high, O oh God. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and be safe, O oh God. I thank you right now for your wholeness, God. I pray that you would touch right now, God, these situations. I pray for the war in Israel and in, in Gaza this morning, God. I pray for my brother and sisters there, God, today, that your hand would be upon them, that you would guide them to protect them, oh, God, I pray. In Ukraine today, God, I pray for Brother Sergei and the church there. pray that you keep your hand upon our missionaries in those areas, God. I pray for our missionaries in the Middle East today, God, that you will protect them. Oh, God, we need you today in our nation, Lord God, from Capitol Hill down to the Lord's Township, God. I know that you can bring complete healing. And, oh, God, I pray that you move in and root out all wickedness, root out all evil, oh, God, in, in the land, God. Every unclean spirit, every abusive spirit, oh, God. Every spirit, oh God, that is trafficking humans' lives, oh God. I pray, God, that you move, uh, reveal, Lord God, the hidden things, oh God, I pray today. We need you, Jesus. Touch today, right now, God. Uh, we look to you, God, the author and the finisher of our faith, God. Uh, oh God, you are great and greatly to be praised. Uh, all greatness is in thee, oh God, and power and might. And, and victory and glory is in majesty, God. All that are in heaven and earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O God. And thou art exalted above all. And thy hand is power, God, and might, O God. And thy hand is to make great, God, and to give strength unto all. And now, God, we do glorify and praise and thank you. Oh, God, I pray for our elders today. I pray for your continuous healing upon them, God, I pray. Bring wholeness uh, to the church today, God. We need you, Jesus. Uh, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Uh, in all things, we give you praise. In all things, we give you glory. In all things, we give you honor. In all things, we give you thanks, oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. When I look into your holiness, when I gaze into your loveliness, when all things that surround Become shadows in the light of you. When I find the joy of reaching your heart. When my will becomes enthroned in your love. When all things that surround become shadows in the light of you. I worship you, I worship you, the reason I live is to worship you, you, I worship you. I worship you, the reason I live is to worship you. When I look into your holiness, when I gaze into your loveliness, when all things that surround 
become shadows in the light of you. When I find the joy of reaching your heart, when my will becomes enthroned in your love, when all things that surround become shadows in the light of you. I worship you. I worship you. The reason I live is to worship you. You, I worship you, I worship you, the reason I live is to worship you. Amen. Hallelujah. When I look into the holiness of God, hallelujah, (laughs) praise God, praise God. And the things of this world will become strangely dim, amen, when we start worshiping him. Hallelujah. He's worthy of all our praise. He's worthy of all our glory. He's worthy of all our honor. There's none like him, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. And I I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity to minister and teach the Sunday school lesson this morning. Amen. I did not take it lightly. It's always good to be in the house of God. Amen. Praise God. We're on 1.3 this morning. We're talking about December the 17th. We're talking about empowered by the Spirit to be holy. And the whole series that we're teaching here is talking about holy and being holiness because we already have heard numerous lessons throughout about being holy. Because God is holy. Peter tells us, be ye holy, for I am holy. But a lot of times people don't understand what that means. Holiness is just separation. It means to set yourself apart. Amen? Now, when you stop and think about empowerment, God gives us his spirit. He empowers us, amen, to control us. He empowers us to make choices and things that is going to help us to become like him. That's why he gives you his spirit. Amen. He wants you to be like him. That's why the Bible tells us to go on to perfection. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 5, 48, he says, Be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. In other words, become complete. Come on. Let's, let's move on. Amen. Don't stay where you are. You remember this, the parable uh, in Scripture where the Jesus tells of the man come after three years. He's looking to get fruit off of a tree, of the fig tree, and there's no figs there. And he says, cut it down. He says, why are you going to let it come of the earth? Cut it down. And the farmer says, or the, or the husband says, leave it alone this year. Let me dig and dung around it and see if it produces. And if not, then we'll cut it down. You see, I'm a firm believer. If you've been in the church more than three years, you should be bearing some fruit. Jesus had his disciples with him from the time he called them for three years. And they turned their world upside down. We should have the same zeal and the same eagerness for the things of God. Amen. When we think of what God has done for us, when we think of where we were and how God has pulled us out, we should start to make a difference. I hear people all the time says, oh, being a Christian is hard. No, being a Christian isn't hard. Being a Christian is easy. You're just making it hard. You're making that choice. See, we make some choices in life. 
you heard me say it numerous times. That's just like discouragement. You make the choice to be discouraged. See? Disappointments will come to everybody. But you make the choice. And if I have the power, then I have power to tread, Jesus said, on scorpions and serpents and all the, all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. See, you have the power over the devil. So I, when people say the devil beat me up, people struggle with the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. Well, he's going to keep coming as long as you keep giving him edification. The Bible says you resist him and he'll flee. You see, you've got to learn how to walk in the spirit so you do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Let's go to our opening scripture today. Acts, amen, chapter 15. Acts chapter 15 this morning. And we're going to start at verse 10. Acts chapter 15. We're going to go to verse 10. We're going to start actually from verse 7. And we're going to read down to verse 11. Okay? Acts 15, 7 through 11. Now you can't get a big gulp. Praise God. Amen. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that of a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Amen. So we are talking about this morning, again, empowered by the Spirit to be holy. Amen. Praise God. When we begin to look at Scripture, if you notice that the Gospels is designed, when you study them and you listen to the teachings of them, it's nothing but milk. The Gospels is nothing but milk. Jesus is explaining the Gospel. He is explaining to the disciples and those that he's choosing how they should live and come into a relationship with him. So the gospel should be really easy to understand because it is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we know that the book of Acts is the only book in the Bible that tells us how to be saved. So once we become saved, after that, the epistles now is meat for the church. You should be able to eat that. You should be able to understand that because your relationship with Jesus Christ should be sealed. That's why when we come into the knowledge of God, we repent of our sins, we get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then we move on to live in and walk in newness of life. Amen. But the problem is some people come into the church, they see their needs to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's where they stay. They don't do anything to propel themselves to move forward. It's, just, it's no different than having a job and going to the job. You apply for the job and then you say, well, I don't want to be the foreman. I don't want to be the manager. I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to tell people what to do. Well, all you're doing is stand right where you are. See, you should want to go forward. You should want to move forward. That's what the writer of Hebrews 5 says. At the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which has become the principles of the oracles of God. See, you should be moving forward. Amen. You should be teaching something. If it ain't nothing but teaching yourself. You should be teaching a Bible study in your home to your children. One of the reasons children backslide, a lot of them, is because they don't have a clue. Because nobody's teaching them. You're waiting for the church to teach them. See, 
They need to move to holiness. They need to learn how to separate themselves from the world. They're struggling with the world because they don't know how to get away from the world. See, holiness is you have to teach it. They have to have a clear understanding, amen, so that they know why they're doing what they're doing. Holiness is not what you wear. Holiness is who you are. It's your character. You are want to become like God. This is why James tells us in James 1, he says, don't be a hearer of God's word, but be a doer of the word. You have to learn how to do what God's word is telling you to do. And that's why God gives you temperance. That's why he empowers you to let you know, I am with you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, we can quote those things. We can say those things. But until you make up your mind, nothing is going to happen. You have to really want to change. You have to really want to separate yourself to be like Jesus Christ. See, you have to build up yourself on your most holy faith. The gospel is, is, is just an explanation to bring you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what Paul says in Galatians 3. He says that the law was what? Our schoolmaster. It was a teacher. It was a tutor to bring us to Christ. But after Christ has come, then you don't need that tutor anymore. You're supposed to know now. You're supposed to be able to teach, to understand, because the tutor has already taught you. So when you understand that, then now you can move on to start eating meat and start seeing how you are to separate yourself from the world. That's all Paul is writing in his epistle. He wants you to know who you really are, see, but people don't know who they are. You ask people what it means to be a Christian, they have no clue. And Paul says, I speak that to your shame. See, we should know. We should have that understanding of what holiness and separation truly is. You know, people say, you know, the standards. Really, they're not standards. They're articles of faith. It's no different as you work at McDonald's. How many of you ever worked at McDonald's? They, they have you with those black outfits, and they tell them, by the time they hit that parking lot, they want them to have them on. That's why when you walk in, you see the McDonald workers have on that black outfit. They can take them in there from the house, but by the time they get in that, that building, they have to have it on. Because McDonald's want them to be a representation of that business. See, the Articles of Faith of the United Pentecostal Church, all it is, it's not restricting you. It doesn't say you have to do this. It says, we wholeheartedly exalt or, or encourage because of the ways of the world and the things of the world that the people of God should live this way, should separate themselves this way, should not go here, should not do that. For why? For spiritual growth, for the unity of the body. See, you should be able to separate yourself. You should be able, based on the Word of God, and today's world to look into the perfect law of liberty and see exactly where you are. You should be able to see yourself in the Word of God. Amen. They say that a silversmith can tell when the silver is right when he can see himself in the silver in the pot. He knows it's ready. You should be able to see yourself in the Word of God and know you're ready for the coming of the Lord. You should be able to find yourself. You should be able to see where you are and what you need to do based on the Word of God. You shouldn't be struggling as a Christian. You've got power. You are in charge. Guess who you're in charge of? You. You're your own boss. The pastor's not your boss. You are. God has given you his spirit, his power, so you can make right choices and right decisions and live right and do right and be right. What does Micah 6, 8 say? He's already showed you what is required. To do justly, 
to love mercy, to walk humbly before your God. If you have to tell me you're humble, guess what? You ain't humble. You're not humble in one bit. You know, your character really counts. Amen? So you have to realize. So, so we should be meek. We're born again of the water and the spirit. Now let's go on. See, there should be some things that should be a habit in your life. When you become a Christian, one is prayer. Nobody should have to tell you to go to prayer. Nobody should have to tell you to get up in the morning and pray. That should be a habit. Reading your Bible, that should be a habit in your life. Giving should be a habit. Going to church should be a habit. You should have some habits in your life because you see it in the Word of God. That's why Paul said, you know, think about Job. Job woke up every morning, and when his kids went to their feast, and what he does, he sacrificed for his kids. And the Bible says he did it continually. He just it became a habit. See, if you do something often, 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 over and over and over, it becomes a habit. You know, for 28 years, four months, nine days, I was in the army. You guess what? I got some habits. I got a whole lot of habits. You know. When it comes to cleaning the house, I got some habits. When it comes to dressing, I've got some habits. You know, it, it, that's just part of life. That's what you're supposed to have in your life here. Amen. And so you shouldn't be struggling. You shouldn't be struggling as a Christian. Ask yourself, why did I become a Christian? For what purpose? Why do you want to be a Christian? Because mom and dad said so? No. We're going to heaven. We're going to a better place. So, but if you're not excited about where you're going, guess what? You're always going to struggle down here. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 19. He says, if in this life only is Christ. He says, you're going to be of all men most miserable. If it's only right, right, serving Jesus right here, he says, you're going to be miserable. He says, but you've got to look beyond. That's why he says in Colossians, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things above. Where Christ is seated on the right hand. Set your affections on things above. For you are dead. It's amazing to me. Dead people are struggling with so many things. I ain't never seen a dead person do anything. You know, maybe scare you. (laughs) But, But dead people don't do. You were dead to this world. You died. You repented. You was baptized. You was buried. Now you're risen to walk in newness of life. You don't need to be struggling with the old ways of life. If you're struggling back with stuff that you, when you came and got baptized, you need to repent. You need to search yourself to find out, why am I still struggling with junk that happened to me 50 years ago? We are called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. We're called to be in control of this life. I need to control my attitude. I need to control my actions. I need to control my behavior. I need to control my conduct because I have power over me. That's why Solomon says in Proverbs 25, 28, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. In the old Medivia time, every city has a wall. If you go to Europe, you'll see a lot of them still have walls around them. You know, and those walls were there for protection. If they did not have a wall, the enemy could just march in and take the city. If you don't have some control over you, the enemy is going to destroy you. Yes, he's out, Jesus said, to seek, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you don't learn how to control you, your appetite, your, your actions, your conduct, and your way of life, he's going to destroy you. And the worst destruction is self-destruction. Hello? Are we with me today? Praise God. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians 
Amen. Chapter 4. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's start around about verse 17. I want to walk with us this morning a little bit. We're still talking about being empowered for holiness, okay? Empowered to be holy, to be set apart. Keep that thought in your mind. Set apart for Jesus' use. You don't know when Jesus is going to call you. You know, you don't know when he's going to... You know, you ever... You ever I'm, I'm going to get back to this. But do you ever think about how long that donkey was down at the crossroads for Jesus sent to get him? How long he had been there? Think about that for a second. That donkey had a special purpose. And at the right time, Jesus tells the disciples, go get him. He's set apart for purpose. You don't know when Jesus is going to call you. You don't know when he's going to summon you. It's your turn. You know, sometimes I think he, he called me because I used to pray a lot of times when I was in the world. And I was running late. And I wanted everything to be out the way so I could get to work on time so I wouldn't get in trouble. You know, and I think maybe God says, okay, now you need to pay me. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I tell people all the time, this wasn't in my portfolio, I'm telling you. But he knows, and I'm thankful he did. I thank my God who found me worthy. Amen. Ephesians four seventeen. okay. This I say, therefore, in testifying the Lord, that you henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. Amen. Paul says in First Corinthians, Amen. Second Corinthians, excuse me, chapter four. He said that this gospel is hid. It's hid to them who's lost and whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them to believe not, lest the glorious gospel of the light of Christ should be revealed to them. Aliens, okay? We don't walk the same way anymore is what he's trying to say here. See, he's trying to give them some meat now. He's saying, look, you know, I'm telling you, don't walk the same way that you walked before you was alienated from the law, from God. You was alienated. You was an alien. How, how, how's that? Okay? And everybody didn't want to deal with aliens, okay? But you are alienated from Christ as the Gentiles. Amen. So therefore, now we've been engrafted in. We're part of the family. We are part of the body of Christ. See? So now his blood flows. You remember that song? His royal blood now flows through my veins. You, he was wretched, can now righteously sing. Praise God, praise God, I'm a child of the king. See? So Paul says, don't walk the same way that they walk. You've got to have a new step. You've got to get in line with the word and the things of God. Now, here, so don't walk the same way that they walk in the blindness of their heart. In other words, the word heart means mind. Don't let your mind be blinded to truth. You have to know the truth of God's word. You should study it. It's light. What does John say in 1 John 1, 5? This is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now keep that in your mind. All right? Are you lying? Get your mind. See, the enemy wants to control here. He don't care about your flesh. He wants your mind. <clears throat> That's why so many people are struggling is because they're giving him their mind. You have to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Don't give him your mind. Isaiah says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. 
Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is an ever-saving strength. Keep your mind. You know, I hear people say, I'm losing my mind. Well, well, go get it back. Stop giving the enemy your mind. Don't let these, this technology and all this junk keep playing on your mind. Put it down. Get into the Word of God. I, you know, I, I'm not against technology. I use it for a lot of purposes and a lot of reasons, but give me my Bible. Amen. I don't like to be distracted when I'm studying my word. You know, I don't want my computer and, and iPad binging and pinging and messages dropping down to distract me. That's what the enemy uses. I want my word so I can ponder and meditate. As David said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. It should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that should bring forth his fruit and his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Get, get your mind. Who being past feelings, verse 19, have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. For watch verse 20, but you have not learned Christ. If you're still doing that old stuff, you have not learned Christ yet. Here, you should know Christ. We should know him. What Paul says in Philippians 3.10, Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformable unto his death, that by any means I might attain to that which I am also apprehended of. See, i got to know him. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. Amen. Praise God. You got to know him. You got to know him. If so, verse 21, if so be that you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Remember what Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen. He's the truth. You can take it to the bank. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That you put, now verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conversation or behavior, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that need it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that he may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put far away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, 
Let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather given of thanks. For, there you, for this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the, for the, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So you see what Paul is saying here. He's showing you that once you come into a knowledge and an understanding with Christ, if you get that understanding, now you have to separate yourself. Now you can't keep doing what you did before. See, you are risen now to walk in a new life. You are to be a different individual. You are the children of the light. This is why Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5.5, 5, he says, you're the children of the day and the children of the light. You're not of the darkness nor the night. See, you are to be children of light. This is why Jesus says in Matthew 5:16, you are the light of the world. You are a city that is now set on a hill. You can't be hid. Too many Christians are trying to hide. You're trying to blend in. God did not save you to blend in. He saved you to be the light to the world so that the people in the world can see him through you so that they can ask you of the hope that's in you so you can instruct them and help them come out of darkness to the marvelous light. That's what holiness living is. You're set apart. You're separated so people can see the difference that this truth makes in their lives and can make in, the, in your life and in theirs. You're not to stay the same old way. You hear people say all the time, oh, just come as you are. Yeah, you can come as you are, but God don't expect you to stay there. He expects you to change. That's why he gives you his power. That's why if you have the fruit of the Spirit in you, you know it's supposed to make a difference. Love is supposed to make a difference. Joy and peace. If you don't have joy, you don't have peace, what happened? It came with the Spirit. You look at the things, the nine things that came with the Spirit. Those things should be manifested in operation. They should be seen on the outward, not inward. They're inward, but they should be manifested on the outward. See, that's why holiness is just, you are designed to show Christ. That's all it is. Your attitudes, your actions, when people walk around you, they should automatically feel something or see something totally different. So that they can say, whoa, 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 hold on here. Something's different about you. To give you that opportunity to be able to explain to them. So Paul says, you know, you, you was once dark, but now you're light. Walk as children of light. That's what Paul told the church at Corinth. He said, you follow me as I follow Christ. That's what you're trying to do. Come on. You can do this thing. It's easy. Just make up your mind. You got a new mind. You lost the old mind. You buried it. You're dead. Come on. It's, it's an attitude adjustment. I used to tell my soldiers all the time, you know, they get in trouble. I said, you need an attitude adjustment. I'm going to help you out. <laughs> Brother DeMuth first, I probably never told him that. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you just need an attitude adjustment. Adjust your attitude, and that's what the Word of God does. It's adjusts your attitude. Go no go, right? 
50 machine gun, 50 caliber machine gun, you unscrew the barrel out, if you put it in wrong, you got a gauge. It gives you a gauge. Got one end that says go, means it's good to go. And the other go, end says no go. <laughs> if the no go go in, you better not fire that weapon. Because guess what? It's going to blow up in your face. See? So the safety precautions are there. See? You should be able to look in this perfect law of liberty and continue therein and not be a forgetful here but a doer so that your deeds would be blessed. What did the Lord tell Saul, uh, uh, Joshua how to be successful? Hello? What did Y'all are here today, bro. What did the Lord tell Joshua how to be successful? Come on, I'm asking a question. Meditate in the Word day and night. He says you will be strong and have great success. Do you want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might? Get in the Word of God. Study it before you go to bed. Study it when you get up. It'll make a difference. You will be strong. It gives you power. You see who you are in Christ. Amen. Praise God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's look at verse 9. We're still talking about empowering by the Spirit so that you will be holy. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? You think the unrighteous is going to, God, going to heaven? No, we know that, don't we? Be not deceived then, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Watch verse 11. And such were some of you. What happened? But you were washed. You got baptized. But you were sanctified. You got filled with the Holy Ghost. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful unto me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. See, there's a lot of things. I'm, you, you're old enough to do whatever you want. But it's not expedient for you. See? Such were some of you. You did some of that stuff. I did some of that stuff. But when I got baptized, when I got the Holy Ghost, it caused me to change. I don't keep following that pattern. I have to break that chain that had me bound. That's why God gives me the Spirit. That's why he gives me the power to make right choices and right decisions so that I don't continue to walk down that same pathway. Come out from among them. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Go to 2 Corinthians, to the second letter to the Corinthians church. Start with verse 14. Let's start with verse 14, Sister Nuke. I'm sorry. I think I might have gave you the wrong. I think I might have gave you nine. <clears throat> Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? Of what part have he that believe with an infidel? Of what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God have said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Chapter 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, and perfect in holiness and the fear or reverence of God. Amen. 
Notice, separation. You can't keep doing the same old thing. See, the Spirit is given to you to make a difference in the life of yourself and in the life of others. Yeah, you're going to have to cut some cords. You're going to have to let some things go. You're going to have to let some people go. But your overall goal is to not let them go in a disrespectful way. You want to let them understand who you are now and what has happened in your life. How many of you grew up in a different denomination than apostolic? Okay. Did you feel any persecution when you came out? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, you're going to. Jesus says you're going to be hated or disliked by all men for his name's sake. You already know that, right? So now you've got the spirit to buckle up. You know, you've got to let love show through. You've got to let what God is doing be seen. But if I tell you I'm a Christian now and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going over there, but my action and my conduct, my decorum and everything isn't changed, who's going to believe me? See, you should be set apart, not rudely, not mean, okay? You have to have wisdom. That's why wisdom comes with the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's why you have to read the book of Proverbs so you get wisdom how to use this thing. It's there to help you. He wants you to be holy. God wants you to be like Him. See? And so you've got to study. You've got to hear the Word of God. You've got to do those things so that you know how to use what you've got. You should have joy unspeakable, full of glory. Right? Notice what he says. Come out from among them and be ye separate. And I will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters. Having these promises. What do he say? Let us cleanse ourselves. Nobody else. You do it. You have to cleanse you. You have to change your attitude. You have to change your action. You have to change your conduct. If you're doing it just because I tell you to do it, it ain't going to last. You have to do these things because you love God. There has to be a love for the things of God in your life. And when you do, other things are going to start falling into place. You can do this, brothers and sisters. You can do this. It's not hard to be holy. It's not to be hard to be set apart, to be true, to be real. You're the light on the hill. Look what Isaiah 35, 8 and 10 says. He says there's a highway there. Okay? And a way. And what is it called? It's called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. No lions, nor ravelious beasts is going to be there. But it's for the wayfaring men, those that are traveling, looking. Remember what Hebrews 11 says? They look for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. That's what we're looking for. And I have to cleanse myself. I have to purge myself. Amen. Brother DeMove was teaching Wednesday night, and what he, the scripture he brought out you know, in, in Psalms 139, what did he stop saying this? Search my heart, O oh God. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. When you read Psalms 19, what does the David pray? Let not presumptuous sins have dominion over me. Amen. 
Wash me, cleanse me, purge me. Amen. Amen. We have to do what God is showing us, how to cleanse ourselves, to purify ourselves. Amen. So that we are ready for the coming of the Lord. We're going to be with Him. And we know that uncleanliness cannot enter there. We already see that in Scripture. So now I need to purge myself to make sure I'm ready for the coming of the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We hear it all the time. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Separate. Set yourself apart. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. John says here, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, is of the world, and the world pass away. And the lusts thereof, but he that doeth the will of God, abide it forever. So don't let pride get into your heart. We hear it all the time. What brought Satan down was pride. Amen. Pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. The scriptures tell us so much about pride. We got to get rid of it. We got to cleanse it out of our lives. What the writer is saying, John is saying here, he's just bringing us back to Genesis. What what was the three things that Satan got Eve on? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That's of the world. And he hasn't lost his power to keep doing that to you. See? But you got to keep in your mindset, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Keep Christ in his rightful place, and you're going to be okay. If you get him out of place, you're going to be on the wrong road. What was Dorothy told in the Wizard of Oz? Stay on the yellow brick road. Every time she got off the yellow brick road, she got in trouble. Amen. Every time you get out of the Word of God, you're going to run into trouble. This is the highway. <laughs> this is the pathway that lead us to eternal life. Amen. Amen. We're empowered. We are empowered. Amen. Praise God. We want to grow in the things of God. We want to walk in newness of life. Let's look at Romans again, chapter 6. Go to Romans chapter 6 real quick. Starting with verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as was baptized into Jesus Christ was, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves 
to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice what Paul is saying here. He said the same way Jesus died and rose again, you should be doing the same thing. You should be patterning your life exactly like his. You're dead. Sin should have no dominion over you. So why are you struggling with sin? Right here. You're not making up your mind. See? You know. St. Scripture says, and we know. Now, how many times you hear people say, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God. Well, if you know it, why you? See, you know. You've read this book numerous times. You know. You know what you're supposed to do. You know. But if you want to keep playing around with sin, it's going to destroy you. got to let some things go or else it will destroy you beware of gradualism now snowball rolling down the hill it might start out with a little bitty snowball but i guarantee you when it picks up i know when i climbed mount fuji in japan the first thing they told us says do not throw anything down that hill because it will start to pick up more junk as it's going down, and a whole lot of people is going to get hurt. You know? And that's the way it is. The little foxes spoil the vine. See? It's the little sins that you don't think that is major. The little lies you tell that you don't think is major. See, you have to get control over you. You've been empowered by the Spirit of God to be holy so that you will walk as Christ walked in newness of life. Not of the old man, not of the old way, but as Christ walked, let us also walk even as he walked. Luke writes in Luke ten nineteen, amen, behold, I give you power. To tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. Don't fear. Come on. Don't fear people. Love people. Don't fear people. Don't let people push you in a corner. They don't like me. You already know that. You know the world don't like you. Jesus already told you that. He says, if you was of the world, they'd love you. He says, but because I've taken you out of the world, that's why the world hate you. They dislike you. You, you know it already. <laughs> Praise God. And he says, if you know that they hated him, they're going to hate you. You're his child. Come on. You've been empowered to be holy like your dad. Praise God. Come on. Isaiah 43, 10, 11 through 12. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared... I have shown, I have saved, when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I'm God. Amen. This truth should be radiant in your heart and in your mind. You know God. You should know Him. And it's going to make a difference. Because everything in your life as a Christian flows from that knowledge of understanding of who Jesus Christ is. He pulled you out of the world to be a witness for him, to be a servant for him, to be his friend. Come on. You can do this thing. You're empowered 
by the Spirit to be holy, to be separated, to be set apart, to reveal Christ. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 2 real quick. Time is slipping away here. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Paul writing to Timothy, his protege, giving some instructions here. I exalt, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Notice. Live a life set apart. Being honest. Are you honest with you? Are you honest with yourself? Come on, you got to be truthful. To you, you, you. What do you want to be when you grow up? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Remember, he gave the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of the Christ, so we all come into unity of faith and knowledge, Son of God, and perfect man, for the stature of Christ, and be no more children, tossed, turned to the floor, and carried about with every weight of doctrine, you know. So, you know, God wants us to come into the knowledge. He wants everybody saved. It's sad to say everybody ain't going to be saved. He's given us the power to be saved. He's given us the instructions to be saved. Now, if you miss heaven, guess whose fault it is? It's your own fault. He's already given you the instructions. He's already given you the book. This is basic instructions before leaving earth. That's all it is. Give instructions to a wise man. You'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man and increase in learning. <laughs> Come on. You can do this thing, brothers and sisters. Come on. You can be holy. Just make up your mind. Just do what the Word of God tells you to do. It's very easy. I'm telling you. <laughs> if Satan comes against you, what does Jesus do? He used the Word of God to get behind you. Resist the devil, he'll flee. If you give him time, guess what? He's going to take it. And he's going to try to play on your mind like he did Eve. He's going to try to get you to think totally different than what you should think. Oh, you don't have to be holy. You don't have to live holy. You don't have to serve God. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do this. Yeah. Be not deceived. Amen. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due times. Wherefore, I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting, and like manner also that women adorned themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold apparels or costly array, but which becoming women professing godliness with good works. Amen. Notice those two words there, sobriety and shamefacedness. You see those there? What do they mean? Sobriety means having a sound mind and self-control. Sound mind and self-control is sobriety. Shamefacedness is having honor and self-respect. So you have to learn to have honor and respect for yourself and have a sound mind and self-control. That don't sound hard, does it? No man ever hated his own self. He loves himself. So you should have respect for yourself. That's all holiness is. See, you're set apart. You shouldn't walk around like the people in the world, sagging pants and all this stuff. See, 
you, you should have some respect for yourself. How you sit, how you walk, how you talk, things you say, things you watch, places you go. That's for your good. It's for you. See? Now, I know he says women, but I'm one of those old preachers that believe what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> See, so we should have self-respect and honor for ourselves and be able to control ourselves so that we can become holy because God has empowered us by his spirit to be holy. Amen. Praise God. Jesus, we thank you again today, God, for your goodness. Thank you for your word again today, God. Continue to bless your people, Lord God. We give you thanks. We give you honor, Lord God. Let us be like you, God, in all that we do. We praise and we honor and we thank you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I want to take about a 15-minute break. Amen. If you could be back in.